Funding for Think comes from SMU Master of Liberal Studies. You're listening to Think on KERA 90.1. I'm Chris Boyd. What does it take to have an honest, productive discussion about race, and are the benefits enough to outweigh the discomfort many people feel in discussing the subject? Dallas has not always been a beacon of racial justice and harmony, but there is hope to be found in ongoing efforts by people who care about the city and its people enough to explore how race affects the culture and climate here. Joining us here today are two co-chairs, along with Mayor Mike Rawlings, of a four-part series of conversations about race, which will be held as a prelude to the Dallas Faces Race Facing Race 2014 events next fall. Dwayne Carraway is a Dallas County City Representative. Dr. Elva Garcia is Dallas County Commissioner. The first event this Saturday takes place at 10 a.m. at City Performance Hall, free and open to the public, but you will need to reserve tickets online, and you can find a link to do that on the Think page of KERA.org. But welcome both of you to Think. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here, Chris. How did the idea for these formal conversations come about, and what do you hope will come out of them? Well, well, number one, serving on the Dallas City Council and uh, Commissioner Garcia serving on the commissioner's court. We make decisions every single day on behalf of a great city and a great county. And when you're making those decisions, uh, sometimes, you know, discussions of, of, of race, ethnicity, cultures, they can play a part. But if you are seriously making a decision on behalf of all citizens of this city and county, then we need to be a little bit more comfortable in making decisions, and race should not come into play. Uh, Being African-American, I chose to throw the gauntlet down. This has nothing to do with police brutality. This has all to do with race Race and in, in, in circumstances that confront us daily are not just a uh, police issue. It's an economic issue. It's a social issue. It's a cultural issue. And, and there are many issues with it. But at some point as an elected official, I feel that it's necessary for us to throw the gauntlet down. Let's get comfortable with this deal. Let's talk about it. Let's find the solutions. Let's understand one another better so that we can make decisions on behalf of all people in this city. So I said, hey, we're going to talk about it. Whether you like it or not, (laughs) here we go. Let's talk about it. Let's get an understanding. Let's put the facts out here. Let's understand the facts. Then let's deal with the facts, move toward a solution, so then we can accomplish our goal, and that's why we're here. So the way that Dwayne has described it, 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 it seems that there is very little that could be more important that touches more aspects of life in this community. So why, Elba, is this so hard for us to talk about? I think because uh, it's the biggest myth about race relationships is that there's not a problem. Hmm. Everybody tends to say, oh, we're in the 21st century, you know, race, you know, we're we're way behind this. We're in the 21st century. Dallas is an international city. What are we talking about race today? Well, we're talking about race precisely because of the way it's perceived, you know, in different environments. And that's when, uh, and I 
totally agree with Mr. Carraway. You know, when I got invited by him and Mayor Carraway uh, to talk about this, this is a prelude. I mean, this four series is a prelude to what is going to be the national conference that is going to be held here next year, November 13 and 15, which is the Dallas Faces Race, Face uh, Race 2014. And, and like Mr. Carraway say, one of the biggest issues is how do we find the solutions to understand each other, to educate each other better about what is race in the 21st century here in Dallas, Texas, and in our nation. Uh, and one of those issues is solutions. How do we, you know, solve these problems? And the phase, the, the first part of this series is race in the media. You guys, how do you affect you know, when Mr. Carraway mm-hmm. and I have to make decisions. Sometimes, and I understand the news media business has changed to breaking news rather than these kind of programs when we really analyze a situation or an issue. Uh, in those 30 seconds, sometimes you show some of the decision makers fighting, right? Mm-hmm. In what gives a perception that we mm-hmm. don't get along or we are debate, divided in, on an issue or a, whatever it is. And sometimes that's not the case. Mr. Carraway, if you have ever seen him discussing an <laughs> issue, he's very passionate about it. You know, he goes from A to C. Well, people like me are very to the point. You know, three minutes should be enough to organize my thought and say what I have to say. Two very different styles, but at the end of the day, I understand where he's going and his way of his leadership, and he understands mine. While sometimes that in the media doesn't translate that way. I want to go back to something you said, which is that we there is this myth in our culture that, that the problem is over, that it's 2013. Uh, is that only white people who, who hold that myth that, that we're done with race? Well, well, it, 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 and it goes back to why we're beginning this on Saturday with the media, because the perception. Uh, one, I am of... of, of of the motion to say that first we need to agree and understand the facts. And once we all agree to the facts, then we can go to the next step. But until we agree to the facts, let's just say, and you asked the question about, you know, what, what white folks, um, was there slavery? Did slavery actually happen? Then what is the answer to that? Can everybody agree that it, Slavery was in effect in America. Mm-hmm. So, okay, we agree to that. Okay, now that we've all agreed, then we look at and say, well, were, were there any effects of the slavery? And, and and then once we agree, and and should people forget what they have gone through, or, or should we have forgiven hearts? Well, we have forgiven hearts, but we cannot expect for folks to forget, but we can forgive. Now we go to another step. The people that are being born today, Commissioner Garcia, your children, for example, were they a part of those facts back during slavery? They were not. They were not even born. They were not even being thought of being born. So now a fact, should we hold those folks accountable for what took place back in those days? Well, realistically, no, we should not. They were not there. Now, do we do we uh, uh, forget it or do we forgive it? Well, you'll never forget 
atrocities that may have ever happened. But we can always forgive. But now, 2013, all the very things that we have proved that are factual still happening today in our city in 2013. And 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 once we agree to that to say, you know, some of those things are still still happening, well then what do we do about it? So I, I went that far to just say we're trying to move toward a fair discussion, a complete understanding and agreement. Now that we've agreed, it's time to discuss it. And Saturday, we begin the first step toward moving toward solutions, okay? So uh, until you break it down like that, we will never achieve our mission. Our overall mission is just like fish in the sea. And I said fish, and you have all types of fish, goldfish, starfish, jellyfish, swordfish. We are people, and we are Americans, but we should not look at each other as African-American, Latino, Anglo. We're all just people. And in order for us to continue to grow this city, we got to look at one another just as people, as fish look at fish. But we are so separated at times that we have to break that barrier down to where it is for the white people, it's for the Latino people, it's for the black people, it's for the Asian people, it's for the citizens of this city. It is our responsibility to move it in that direction. When we fix a street, we didn't fix a white street for the white people, we didn't fix a street for the black people, nor did we fix a street for the Latino because we all drive our cars down that street. And that pothole don't know if it's a white person in that car or Latino or African-American. It's a pothole that we need to fix for everybody. And it takes each and every one of us to make those decisions collectively without being called race. And you notice we have not used the word racism here. We're not even dealing with racism. We're dealing with race. Will we ever solve the problem of racism? Not completely. It will never go away. And certain things that, that are occurring in the world and in our country, they'll never go away. But we certainly can reduce the percentage of it. And then those people that can never get beyond it, they'll be over in a pot by themselves. But those folks that want to move forward collectively together and live beyond the next 50, 100, 200 years, that's what we're going to be discussing so that they won't have to deal with what we're dealing with now. And we will erase that, and in 3,000 and something, we won't be around. But in 3,000 and something certain people will not have to deal with the things that we're talking about now. So when I imagine the um, conversation that's going to happen on Saturday and the ones that will follow, um, I imagine, uh, you know, an auditorium full of people like yourselves who are not perfect human beings but really want to live in, in, a, in a city where we all look at each other as equals – what about the rest of the people who don't want to come to an event like this? And I don't want to say the rest of Dallas is not interested in these objectives, but, but the people aren't the people you really need to reach the ones who might never show up for a conversation like this? But all those people are listening to us on KERA. <laughs> They're <laughs> listening to us true. right now. So, so they may not get it Saturday, but hopefully they'll get it here. And you've just 
found out why Dr. Garcia, folks look at me as being so long with so I'm not going to be so long with my next statements, but but sometimes you have to kind of break it down to get to a point mm-hmm. so that folks may understand and, and kind of get the message that this is something that's good. This is something that's good for uh, uh, humanity. This and, is something that's good for all of us. And I hope that something that comes out of this series of conversations is a ripple effect when it comes to understanding each other. I do believe that every once in a while we have to talk about those things. You know, when we talk about race, we all have have those moments where you you know, uncomfortable moments where you wonder if you're saying the right thing or, or you wonder if you're, you know, affecting uh, in any way, shape, or form, the people around you when you talk about race. Let's face it, we still some areas of segregation in the city. There's still some stereotypes out there that I believe, you know, more, more than, um, you know, real, you know, they're subjective. And, uh, and when we talk about these issues, when we go to church, you know, or we go to the park, when we, and we understand each other, yeah, there's more similarities I have found out in my years of public service that differences. Believe it or not, like Mr. Caraway says, no, one, no matter where you come from, no matter what your background, no matter what your education, we all want better education for our kids better opportunities, health, and, of course, better quality of life. And that in itself is more that unites us that will ever divide us, regardless of where we come from. We're speaking this hour with Dr. Elba Garcia, a Dallas County commissioner, and Dwayne Carraway, a Dallas County city representative, um, excuse me, city of Dallas uh, city representative. Uh, They are both taking part in a four-part series of conversations about race that will start September 21st as a prelude to the Dallas Faces Race, Facing Race 2014 event next fall. If you'd like to join the conversation, you can call in to 1-800-933-5372 or send email to think at kera.org. Funding for THINK comes from SMU's Master of Liberal Studies program. Accepting applications for this fall to design your own Master of Liberal Studies degree at SMU with concentrations in global studies, creative writing, and organizational dynamics. You can learn more at smu.edu slash MLS. You're listening to Think on KERA 90.1. I'm Chris Boyd. We're speaking this hour with Dallas City Council Representative Dwayne Carraway and Dallas County Commissioner Dr. Elba Garcia. They are both hosting a four-part series of conversations about race that starts September 21st as a prelude to the Dallas Faces Race Facing Race 2014 event next fall. The Saturday event will take place at 10 o'clock at Dallas City Performance Hall. There is a link for free reservations, which you have to have in order to attend. 
attend on the Think page of KERA.org. You can join us today by calling in to 1-800-933-5372 or sending email to think at KERA.org. What have you both learned about how conversations about race differ depending on whether everybody in the room comes from a common background or you are in, as they say, mixed company? Uh, it, it's it's um, it, it differs, and and you have to kind of be careful uh, in your delivery and your discussion, depending on who's in the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is one reason why we are having this discussion, so that we can be comfortable. So that folks want can can be just themselves, and folks can have a much better understanding, and not necessarily taking it as an insult. Um, you know, when you look at uh, white folks, some, uh, and, and a, a concern is raised uh, by a minority, African-American or Latino, it seems sometimes they'll say, well, he's playing the race card. Well, wait a minute now. You know, so we we got to get beyond that stereotype of, of unless you're playing the race card. Now, there's certain ways you can really play the race card and throw it down with the N-words and all this. This is no prelude into saying it's okay to, to go that far. Right. But, but when you're trying to make a point, especially when you're an elected official, for example, and you're fighting for uh, more things to take place in, in your community on behalf of the people that you represent, uh, you may have to kind of push the envelope a little bit to make sure that folks understand that there's a greater need than it is here. And and this is something that the folks are very in need of and passionate about. Uh, but then you can be placed in an uncomfortable situation when people may take the wrong perception to say, well, it's just you know, because it's for black folks, it's it's for uh, Latino people. That's not it. Everybody got to get comfortable. That's why I say we got to understand the needs and the cultures. And then we got to accept the fact that we are one Dallas. The only thing we need to repair in Dallas right now is Dallas Cowboys. Let me just say that. <laughs> I just throw that in. That's the only thing we need to repair right now in Dallas. We don't have time Cowboys. to take those calls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But 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 at the end of the day. We have a responsibility to make sure that we are enjoying all of us a better quality of life, the parks, the libraries, uh, the, 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 the communities in which we live, and we have a responsibility to try to do it, and we need to be comfortable. And, and, and with an understanding so we can make all the right decisions. Let's go back to this idea of understanding because I think sometimes where these kinds of discussions break down is that everybody wants to feel understood, right, to express what their lives are like. And we're so busy trying to make ourselves understood that sometimes that comes to the exclusion of deeply listening to what anybody else has to say. We're so invested. People get so invested in, in making sure everyone knows what their lives are like. Uh, can you talk about that, Elba? The, the me, 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 me syndrome, right? Uh, these are my needs. This is what I want. This is what you should be working on. This is the way you should be voting on these issues. That's definitely always been the, going to be there. And as a public servant, you appreciate that someone calls you and tells you, those kind of things. You know, you want to hear from different communities. You want to be, uh, hear from all your constituencies. Uh, I have to tell you, uh, um, Honorable Carraway was talking about a council member job within a district. 
one of the biggest eye-openers for me, for example, uh, going from the Dallas City Council, which prepares you for everything, my friend. <laughs> I, mean, I do Combat. have to say, hey, yeah. But um, going to, com to the commissioner's court, for example, was a totally different experience. Mm -hmm. You know, being in Dallas, uh, you know, they're pretty much er what I call urban you know, issues. Mm -hmm. Going into the suburbs, now I have the honor of representing Grand Prairie and Irving and Cochrane Hill and the west side of uh, West Dallas and, and um, Oak Cliff. Uh, it's a totally different, you know, relationship mm -hmm. with different councils, with mm -hmm. different uh, backgrounds, with different ideas, with different priorities. I never thought, you know, when I was at, at Dallas City Hall and Mr. Caraway, you and I worked together on this, public safety, you know, 10 years ago when we had the highest crime rate in, in the nation mm -hmm. was a big priority. Uh, continues to be, but now that I attend some of the council meetings, people are more into quality of life mm -hmm. on how can what you were saying, Chris, how can I do better? How can I feel better? In the suburbs, definitely quality of life is a priority. You know, they do have, you know, the issues of poverty and social services, and they are concerned about education and health as well. But quality of life is a big factor, and they invest a lot of their money into trails, into uh, better connectivity. Transportation is a big issue as well. So uh, those are the things that, you know, have change and continue to change. Now, as a elected official, I do want to be sure that uh, media, and this is what I think this panel that was put together is such a good panel, you know, quotes it right. I mean, there, it's not that they are that much different. It's just the, the same priorities in different orders sometimes. 1-800-933-5372 is our telephone number. Let's go on the phone now to John in Carrollton. Hello, John. Uh, hi, Chris. I regularly hear on the radio news and elsewhere that everyone is an African-American, an Irish-American, an Iranian-American. How can we get beyond race until we all start talking about our commonalities instead of our differences and everyone just being an American? I can just as easily be an American of Scottish descent, an American of African descent, etc. As this is the land of the melting pot, I'm an American first. How can we get this issue addressed? Well, and, and that's why, John, and, and thank you for that, uh, I gave the example of the fish. You know, fish are fish. And dogs, for example, are, are, are dogs. Uh, yes, there's a German shepherd, there's a poodle and all of that. But we are Americans, and we are people. We should be people first, and Americans, or people and Americans first, and 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 then our ethnicities, and that's what we are and should be working toward. Uh, but until we get an understanding and break away from this breakout, uh, because we 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 have a breakout on my driver's license, I just love for my license to say American, and not necessarily uh, black. But, I mean, subsequently, that, that's, that's the lay of the land at, at this time. Uh, hopefully, we will recognize one another when we're out and, and at the fair park, at the, at the state fair this year. We'll all be uh, just people enjoying themselves and people that are, have different ethnicities. They come from different cultural backgrounds. But we're all people when we're citizens of this city. And that's why I chose to throw the gauntlet down for the very reason that you're saying, because let me give you just another example. When we go to war and we went over to the Gulf War, 
Well, we sent America was over there fighting. America was over fighting those wars. But then when our soldiers come back home, then they have to come back in as 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 the Latino, the African American, the the, the Anglo, uh, and 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 it should just be that they went and fought on behalf of America, and we we are Americans, and and that's just where I am. So I'm with you with what you're saying. It's just that we still have a long way to go, and hopefully this will come up in a part of this discussion. It'll never come up unless we discuss it. So Saturday is certainly is a good beginning. One eight hundred nine three three five three seven two is our telephone number. You can also email think at kera dot org. I wonder if you think there is a difference generationally, and and how important that is. My kids are in very diverse schools, and I'm always amazed when they'll come home and talk about a friend, and and the the race or ethnicity of that friend just never plays into the. It just never comes up. I don't know until I meet the kid whether they're black, white, Asian, Native American. It it just doesn't seem to be a factor for this youngest generation the way it, it might be for parents and grandparents and great-grandparents in, in terms of the way they choose to make relationships across races? I think that you're right about that. Uh, you know, as long as you stay in a, in a diverse background, which not always happens, mm-hmm. and that's why this is so important. Uh, I agree. I mean, my kids have, and they're not kids anymore, they're grown men, but, uh, <laughs> you, know, I keep, you know, they get bothered when I say the kids. Um, you're right. I mean, they they have told us, you know, my husband and I several times, oh, mom and dad, you know, you're still talking about that? You know, um, because as I believe that for me it's very important that I understand, you know, as an immigrant to this country, as an American, I do believe that it's important for me to understand, uh, you know, the history, the background, the culture is extremely important. I mean, one of the things that I get asked all the time as a Latina is, hey, how do you bring the Latino community more in, in get more, get them more involved? Why the, can we raise those voting numbers? Things like that come from knowing, understanding that background, sometimes those, you know, differences. Mm-hmm. But, but and, Dr. Garcia, and let me just jump in and help you with yeah. this. Now, this is why that we're on our second series we're dealing with the youth. I just want to throw that in. So the this first series is media. Second series is the youth. Uh, we need to hear from them because they're not dealing with the problems that we're dealing with. You just described it. Until the kid comes home and describes a friend, you don't know if the friend is African-American, Asian, Latino, or what. But but they're not having this problem. And, and we, in the older era, we're still the ones that's grifling with it. If you look at what Mayor Rollins said, mm-hmm. uh, even today they're even dating. Interracial dating is is happening, and and it's and you can an go issue. to the go to the fair this year, and you'll see African American and Latinos, Anglo's and Latinos, Asians, and uh, everybody. They're not grappling with this issue, but in order for us to move it forward, I think we need to give it a eulogy mm-hmm. and put it to rest. Mm-hmm. So that this part of society can catch up with where we're going as we move forward. I just want to jump in and say yeah. that we are having the second round is dealing with the youth. Let's jump back to the phones now. 1-800-933-5372 is our number. We have Rita on the line in Plano. Hey, Rita. 
Hi. Um, Chris, thank you. This is a very important topic, and I really appreciate Dr. Garcia and Mr. Callaway for uh, really bringing it to us. You know, I'm an African-American, moved from California here. I've been here for about 15 years, and, and sometimes I wonder, where are we going? I like the, the way that Mr. Callaway really broke down the analysis of what we're trying to do, because unless the generation in the 40s and 50s try to correct it. The 20s and, and, and the, the teenagers, they are moving forward, and we are stuck in the middle. But we are all Americans, you know? We are all Americans. We are not Latino or African-American or Anglo. We are all the same. And we want the same schools, and we want the best schools for our children. We want a good access to health care. We want a good neighborhood to live. We're human beings. And I love the fact that you are addressing the issue as human beings instead of race. And I really commend the Dallas area for really bringing this thing to the fore. So thank you guys for really doing this, and I appreciate it. And Chris, thank you for a wonderful program. Well, Rita, thank you so much for your call. Any thoughts on that? I think she's present really well. (laughs) There's more things, like I said before, that unite us and divide us. And uh, we believe that the media plays a big role in the way that these things sometimes are you know, the pictures that you shoot, the images that you uh, put on TV, the words that you use to describe in 30 seconds what happened mm-hmm. is extremely important. And like Rita just mentioned, uh, at the end of the day, we're all Americans. We all want the same things, like I just say, no matter where you come from. So uh, might be in a different order of priority, but we all want the same thing. Um, do you think that the traditional media have less power now to sort of dictate the conversation about race, given the rise of social media and the fact that individuals are sort of taking this taking this way of communicating on for themselves rather than simply flipping on the TV, opening a newspaper, turning on the radio? Definitely. I totally agree. I think shows like this are now in the minority. You mm-hmm. have talk radio, but most of the time it's one or two people. Uh, analysis. Is what we're missing now in the media. Uh, everything is breaking news, and it's a competition of who has the, you know, most breaking news, and that is not uh, going into in depth into any issues. And some some people have news and produce news uh, just to be on the news, and and it's like if I do this, then my face would be on the news. Uh, and, and that's why we want to talk to, to the media. And, and let me assure people, I will not be talking on Saturday, so they don't have to worry <laughs> about me. I'm on the agenda. I'm only going to give a little opening comment, and then we're going to let the panel get after it. So you won't be coming to hear me. Uh, so you can or rest the mayor easy. or, yeah. or, or we, we're gonna have, we got a panel and moderator, so it won't be me. I just had to throw that in. And we have <laughs> a great panel. I don't know, Chris, but uh, you know probably Bo, uh, uh, Bob Ray Sanders yeah. you know, with KRA. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, Reverend Gerald Britt, mm-hmm. Vice President of Public Policy and Workforce Development for City Square. Uh, Molly Flinch-Bell, publisher of the Dallas Examiner. Robert Wilonski, the managing editor of the Dallas Morning News. Um, and Crystal Ayala from uh, Univision. So we have a, a good uh, panel. Uh, we have a moderator that, you know, has Scott Welch, which has a program, uh, Black and White. And, 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 and let me say this. We, to, to some of our other media friends, Jim Shoots and the gang, 
uh, they're going to be there. Robert Ashley will have them in another session. But this thing has to be perfectly planned out. Uh, Mark Davis and 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 uh, uh, one of my other, John David Wells. We, we we have a collective group of folks. So there's a mindset. We haven't unfolded everything that's going to take place. We we know we're going to do Saturday. We know that we're going to do the youth. And we're going to move into some other segments as we move forward and as we see the progress so that we can add in and, and do some other things. I just want to say that. And I want you to be there, though, Chris. I mean, we want you at the table as maybe one of our moderators because he's looking at you and, and we'll comfortably uh, answer any questions that you may ask. Good to know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. so, and also, you know, we're going to talk about local leadership. That's yeah, another ab- Absolutely. Panel. And business, the business community. How does the business, the local leader- leadership, the youth, and the media play such an important uh, role in what Dallas uh, County is today? So exciting. And to my friend Jim Schultz, he'll be invited. We are speaking this hour with Dr. Elba Garcia, Dallas County Commissioner, and Dallas City Council Representative Dwayne Carraway. They are both organizers of a four-part series of conversations about race starting September 21st as a prelude to the Dallas Faces Race Facing Race 2014 event next fall. You can learn more about that on the Think page of KERA.org. We'll come back to this conversation in a couple of minutes. Join us via email to think at KERA.org. Funding for Think comes from SMU's Master of Liberal Studies program. Accepting applications for this fall to design your own Master of Liberal Studies degree at SMU with concentrations in global studies, creative writing, and organizational dynamics. You can learn more at smu.edu MLS. You're listening to Think on KERA 90.1. I'm Chris Boyd. My guests this hour are Dallas City Council Representative Dwayne Carraway and Dallas County Commissioner Dr. Elba Garcia. They are hosting a four-part series of conversations about race that will start this Saturday, September 21st. If you would like information about that event, which happens at 10 o'clock in the morning at the Dallas City Performance Hall, you can go to the Think page at KERA.org. The event's free and open to the public, but you do need to make a reservation online ahead of time in order to attend. If you'd like to be part of this conversation, call us at 1-800-933-5372 or email think at kera.org. We have an email here from a listener who writes, I do not consider myself a racist. More often than not, my sympathies fall with the minority position. Still, I feel uncomfortable around black people. I don't know how to overcome that. Um, when I encounter them around town, I assume they hate me. Why wouldn't they? I represent bigotry and oppression to them. I may smile and be kind, but how do they know I am not insincere? Um, what would you say to somebody like this listener? Um, would an event on Saturday be, be a good place to start in, in getting to that, that place of comfort? Well, 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 number one, I think so. And, and hopefully that will be a resolved issue from these conversations. Um, it, it's kind of difficult. I, I guess I'd put myself in the same position if I were walking at night over in Highland Park, for example. It, and it depends on where he encountered this. Mm-hmm. And and that is why one thing I try to do with, with my Pull Up Your Pants campaign is to try to change the mindset and and to give hope to to those that were uh, into that fashion 
uh, era. This is about not sagging, as the kids say. Yes, yeah. And, and, and so depending on where he was and in, in the parts of town, because we're not welcome in just all parts. There are parts of town I don't even go into. I mean, you know, not feeling comfortable. And, and I'm talking about African-American and African-American. But at, at the same token, hopefully, we will be able to, to, to make sure that he would feel welcome to be in any parts of this city. And that is exactly what this mission is, is to make us comfortable. He's not a, a white guy walking past uh, three or four African-Americans. He's a human. He's a citizen. He's a man. And he should be able to walk without fear. What, what, what parts of down to City Council Representative Dwayne Carraway not feel comfortable walking through? Well, I mean, you know, there are some. I don't want to just get to naming them. I mean, it's some tough neighborhoods out here now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I don't just jump out my car. I, I, I want to keep all my citizens safe. Uh, Dallas is a safe city, okay? But then there are some areas where there's a need for some attention. And and in those areas, you don't just go jump out your car mm-hmm. and w- without having the proper support uh, to go and deal with those situations. And that's not just in an African American part of town. I mean, you got some situations in in the Latino areas and Anglo areas and Asian areas. You have those little clusters of places all over the city. But, you know, that, that's kind of where it is. When you all talk to friends in other parts of the country, when you travel to other cities, how do you feel that the sort of spirit of inclusionism in Dallas compares? Are there places that you go to that you think, boy, I would love to, to have this sort of openness in Dallas? And are there other places you go to and think Dallas is a lot light years ahead of this place? Well, as someone that loves to travel and I have, you know, travel uh, – you know, most of my life, I do have to say that America has, you know, the the feeling of the diversity. You know, you you I, I travel for you know to many countries where you know most of the people identify themselves on the same uh, race. While we have a diversity, when you have 248 languages in some of the uh, municipalities and in Dallas are speaking in uh, independent school districts, uh, definitely you have a unique situation here in the United States. When we talk about the melting pot, when we talk about being a fusion culture, America is definitely it. And, and uh, people, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. And, but, you know, that makes us the number one country in the world, which tells you that, you know, the analogy of all of us coming together, all of us under the American flag makes us even stronger. Diversity, you know, has been said many, many times. Mm-hmm. It's our strength. Here in America, it actually has shown that it's our strength. And, and I'd like to applaud uh, Ross Perot Sr. I graduated from Roosevelt High School. And back in the day, uh, in the 70s, uh, I attended um, a, a forum that Ross Perot provided for us at SMU. It was the National Leadership Institution. And 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 what we did, we all it gathered up about 30 of us, all different ethnicities, and we lived together that weekend. And I see these things now on television. Uh, but we lived together and not knowing our different cultures. And at the end of the seance, and that, it ended on a Sunday night, 
we all sit around in a circle, and we had the opportunity to talk about what we learned about one another and what we liked and didn't like. I mean, that showed me how to have even stronger shoulders hmm. and a better understanding is the reason that I salute that. Maybe the reason that I feel that there is hope for solutions if indeed we take the big first step and that's to have the conversation on race. And and I think that, and I applaud you, Dr. Garcia, and our mayor, and, and, and KERA, for allowing us the opportunity to put this on to the public. Hopefully, our prayer is that we will have a much better understanding and an opportunity to have a better city and a safer city, and one that everybody can just be happy and safe and fun and meet at the state fair, grab a corny dog, and let's laugh and have a great time with our families. 1-800-933-5372 is our telephone number. Let's go next on the phone to John in Dallas. Hi, John. Yes, hi, Chris. Thanks so much for taking my call. Sure. Um, I just wanted to mention um, the overarching, like in the media and more in the national scene, there is um, an element of reverse discrimination against people of white European origin. For example, uh, one of the mainstream media talking heads um, uh, chastised the Tea Party, and he actually said, well, they're all white people, you know. And, of course, we took umbrage with that. I, at least I did personally. I have plenty of friends of all stripes. Because, um, you know, you could have an African-American rally. You can have a Hispanic-American rally. Um, but heaven forbid, you know, and, and there are a lot of people out there who think that, that Tea Party members or libertarians are all racist. And that's just not the case. Well, thanks so much for your call, John. What would you all say to that? Well, well one, I don't look at this conversation as a party. I, you know, I know some folks that are in the Tea Party. I know folks in the Republican Party. I know black folks that's in the Tea Party. But this on Saturday, John, has absolutely nothing to do with a, a affiliation of a party. Uh, before you were or before you became a Tea Party, you were an Anglo young man, an American. And before I became a Democrat, I was an African-American little boy named Dwayne. I, I think that we need to take it to a point to where we erase the political side of it and erase that completely. It has absolutely nothing to do. When we're in the store together and we're buying our groceries, I don't know if you're a Tea Party or a Republican or a Democrat or atheist. I don't know what you are. I know that you're a human being in the store buying some groceries. And that's the discussion that we want to have and that's the discussion and where the level we want to keep it. Uh, and Dr. Garcia, I see you ready to jump in there. But let me just say this real quick. As it relates to the Trayvon Martin situation mm -hmm. that took place, I want folks to understand that this has nothing to do with, with those types or that particular situation. This has all to do with understanding and coming to a point to where we can deal with what John is talking about but not in the political arena, not in, 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 in a party affiliation or religious affiliation. This is with a people affiliation, period. 
Um, but John has a point, mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Carway, that I, I, I believe that has to be asked on Saturday because those are the stereotypes and assumptions mm -hmm. that some of the media, you know, take. And there Absolutely. is, you know, Mr. Cruz, you know, which is a Tea Party and is Latino. So uh, the reality is, you know, I understand why he got angry when he heard that comment. Like I get angry when we all paint it with the same brush. Right. So that's that's what we're. I believe this conversations about race is so important. And that's we, why we started with the media, yes, because I, the media can control that, and the media should write. I would ask that the media should write that it's not about political reelections, politics, uh, parties. This is about human life, and this is about discussing race and coming away with an understanding of this man is just like this man, this lady is just like this lady, and we're all here in the city of Dallas together. Now, beyond that point, go to whatever church you want to go to, go vote for whoever you want to vote for, but do that aside from let's discuss the color of our skin. Tell me about the rules for these conversations. Is anything off the table? provided that I suppose it's respectful of the individuals present? I understand that everything is on the table. As long as you say we, everybody respects each other, we have a great moderator. Uh, moderator and uh, I want everything to be on the table. Yeah. As long as at the end of the day, we have solutions. We have some things that the media can start a ripple effect among themselves on the way that you all report uh, stories, report. Uh, and, and over there is a little bit of everything because it, it's, it, it matters. Uh, sometimes I get so angry when they say something happened in Oak Cliff. Mm -hmm. Okay, which part of Oak Cliff? Oak Cliff is the biggest part of the southern sector. So when you say Oak Cliff... You know, it's like saying North Dallas. I mean, which part of North Dallas? And then I get mad when when they say and when they broad brush Oak Cliff into South Dallas. Mm -hmm. South Dallas is over on the other side of the Trinity Bridge. That is South Dallas, Lincoln High School, Madison High School. That's the old Forest Avenue High School. Okay, and Oak Cliff is Roosevelt High School and Oliver Wendell Holmes Middle School. South Oak Cliff is the name of the school, South Oak Cliff. That's why it was named South Oak Cliff. It is not South Dallas. But you get the false perception, and the media has this, makes it this false perception that when something happens in Oak Cliff, well, it happened in South Dallas. When something happened in South Dallas, it broad brushes Oak Cliff because they they combine Oak Cliff and South Dallas. And that's not that's not fair. University Park is identified as University Park. Lake Highlands is is identified as Lake Highland. Kessler Park is identified as Kessler Park. So why broad brush South Dallas and Oak Cliff? And, I, and, and the question is, well, is it partly our fault? Should I educate uh, the media? Should I give you all the maps with all the areas? Um, how can we make this situation better? So I think that... All we're saying is we hope that there are solutions that will take a ripple effect among the media, not only here in, in Dallas County, but hopefully, you know, at different levels. Um, as we all know, uh, you know, it has repercussions. You know, stereotypes are still out there. And some of 
those are the things that we want to discuss, and I hope that everything is on the table. I hope that if one of our panelists feels strongly that there are some issues that we as public servants or the media or, you know, the business community or the leadership uh, has to do differently, hey, yeah. we, we take it. I take it. Yeah, I'm looking for the Dallas Stars to get me a hockey puck. Okay, <laughs> and that, this is it, and this is part of what I'm going to do Saturday. I'm going to have that hockey puck. And when it's time to get this thing going, we're going to throw the hockey puck down and the discussion will begin. And that's how you start a hockey game, but that's how we're going to start this conversation about race. But no one's going to lose any teeth on Saturday. Oh, no, we're just going, I'm going to just kind of <laughs> lay it down worry. a little bit. So, you know. And I'm a dentist. But <laughs> We've we got the skills. Do, do you want people who are planning to go on Saturday to prepare themselves in any way to give, to give this any, uh, to give any idea a particular thought? We just have a few seconds left, but what would you say? Well, I think, first of all, we, we hope that you go and attend on Saturday. Have your questions. I mean, this is going to be interactive. Uh, have some questions ready. Uh, please, if you have them written, will be even better. Uh, and anything else, Mr. Carwell? Well, well, just just know that we want you here to participate, and this is just the beginning. And even if you you come and your question uh, does not make it, we will provide a way for that question to to hit the airways. Uh, I want folks to know this is an opportunity, one that's sincerely put on by the three of us and this community on behalf of making a better Dallas. Dwayne Carraway is a Dallas City Council representative. Dr. Elva Garcia is a Dallas County Commissioner. They are co-chairs, along with Mayor Mike Rawlings, of a four-part series of conversations about race. The first one takes place at 10 o'clock Saturday morning at City Performance Hall. Free and open to the public, but you do need to reserve tickets online. You can find a link to that at think at kera.org. Thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Thanks for being with us. My name is Chris Boyd. We appreciate you listening. Have a great day.